Good morning, church. Good morning, New York. Alem, good morning. My wife and I, we are so excited and even privileged to be here with you. Um, before we get more into the lesson, I am going to have my wife share a few things with you guys. Amen. Good morning, church. Uh, we want to thank you. We bring, first of all, brings you greetings from um, Port-au-Prince, Haiti, uh, where Leslie and I have been for the past four and a half years. Uh, we want to thank you especially for bringing us up, allowing us this opportunity to really share uh, our convictions, our heartfelt thanks uh, for your continued support. Uh, yesterday, uh, you know, we were taken out to grab some dinner, and I thought it was dinner, but it was actually a meal. I don't even, I guess it was a feast. Uh, we had a great time, definitely, uh, kind of spending time getting to know each other a little bit more. Uh, you guys are truly blessed. Uh, we have known them uh, for a couple of days. We love them already, um, as they have shared so much about you guys. Um, you know, in Haiti, there it doesn't take a whole lot to, you know, be a little discouraged. But, you know, as God would have it, um, we don't have to look very far. And one of the things I wanted to share about is um, a sister. We missed an incredible, it was truly the wedding of this century. We had um, a shower for this sister, and it was standing room only. And this is where we meet at church service. Uh, it was standing room only. And the reason why that was, this sister has um, became a disciple while she was a very young lady. And uh, she became a, a disciple and, uh, you know, had her convictions in the right place. You know, her family was wanting her to do certain things um, that, uh, that would hurt her relationship with God. And so she decided that she was going to uh, stick it out. And in so doing, she lost all of their support. Uh, financially, and so she had to basically make a go on her own. She started making small donuts, selling it to the church and to disciples and stuff, and, you know, it was a hard struggle for a very long time. Well, she persevered, uh, and uh, 25 years later, God truly has responded. Now she is the main, uh, what do you call it, the main uh, buyer or seller, yeah, yeah seller for uh, donuts, all sorts of crackers, uh, to about 90% uh, of um, Port-au-Prince, all the supermarkets, the local. So God truly has blessed her in that respect. She's doing wonderful. She has a home, uh, and she has adopted, it must be about a dozen kids. Uh, she is the one that really cares, provides for them all without really any assistance from anyone. And, of course, uh, as God would have it, uh, you know, God brought a brother who became a disciple and just thought, where have you been all my life? And so he didn't see anybody else but her. Um, and, uh, you know, they got married yesterday. And it really just shows uh, God's faithfulness. Now, it reminds me of, you know, when Solomon was asked just for wisdom and God gave him everything. That's her because... She just wanted her relationship with God. Not only God provided financially, God also provided her with a companion. So I hope that truly inspires you. Amen. 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 
one of the things that uh, I can add to what my wife just said, you know, when you became a disciple, whether men or women, um, you think that maybe after a year or two, you're going to get married. Two years go by. Three years. Well, maybe after five years. Five years come and gone. And maybe, okay, seven years. For her, it was more than 20 years. Um, God has seen her faithfulness and God has blessed her. I know nobody in this room is in that situation. And I also know that her God is your God. Amen? Um, this morning, I, I have, uh, sometimes I have issues because I have so many, so many things, you know, feel like you want to say. And, uh, but at the end, the, the Holy Spirit is the one who's going to uh, dictate and lead you to say whatever you say. Whatever I say, do not hold me accountable to it. Um, hold the Holy Spirit accountable. And we can do that. Um, the title of our lesson is investment. Uh, I'm sure it's something that all of us know about. I don't even need to say anything about it. But if I can help in any way, I pray that you keep your hearts open, your ears open to it, and God, through the Holy Spirit, will help you to get at least one word of encouragement who can help you know walk with God. Let us pray before I start. Father, I thank you so much for uh, this morning or for this weekend, Father. You've been with us. You've been t- uh, taking great care of us. You've served us, God, through the Harlem Church, uh, to the leadership, uh, especially, God, to James and Zelika. I pray, Father, your hands continue, God, to uplift this ministry, to uplift the staff, to uplift this church, to uplift New York. Uh, they have been so faithful to us for over 25 years. But I know not only us, they have been faithful to Africa and to the world. God, may you continue to bless them in order for them to continue to be blessings to others. God, be with me this morning. Uh, may your, your Holy Spirit take over. And God, we pray that uh, your word will be preached powerfully. Thank you for all. Thank you for Jesus. And we pray. Amen. Investment. Wikipedia defines investment like this. It says to invest is to allocate money or any type of resources in the expectation of some benefit in the future. In finance, the benefit is called a return. I'm sure there are a lot of financial people here. The return may be consist of a gain or a loss. My first point is simply 
ROI, return on investment. And Proverbs 19, verse 17, if you can turn your iPad, your Bible, or anything, it says, whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord. And he will reward them for what they have done. Whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord. And in return, he will reward them for what they have done. We all invest in something. And as we just saw, all investment has a return. Either, either you lost, or either you make a profit. And I know in this room, nobody wants to lose. Nobody wants to invest to lose. We invest to make a profit. We invest to, to have a return, to make a return. New York has been invested in Africa for many years. New York has been invested in the world for many years. And New York has been invested in Haiti at least for the last 25 years. I thought it was more. Let me tell you, what is the return? When you invested 25 years ago, it was a handful of disciples in 1989. Actually, one of them, Nadia, she was from New York. She was sent to New York by New York to Haiti. Now, she's her and her husband, they're leading one of our churches in Haiti, Jacques Mel, one of the most thriving church in Haiti. You can clap. From a handful of disciples today, 30 years later, by God's grace and mercy, all the glory goes to God. We have over a thousand disciples in Haiti. From a small Bible talk, it wasn't a church back then. From a small Bible talk, today we have 14 churches in Haiti. And from one department or state, today we are in 8 of 10 departments in Haiti. We have only two departments left. In other words, you would say you have only two states left for the church to be in all Haiti. For 30 years, for 25 years, 
You have been there for us. You have been there with us. Haiti have seen many instability, many tough situations. But you know what? It's great to know in tough time you have brothers and sisters. In tough time you have great friends where you can lean uh, um, your shoulder on. You have friends like you guys who always stuck by us. Guys like Sean and, and, and Sam, uh, uh, um, I have not enough words to say about them. Well, the U.S. is a great country. The land of opportunities, yes. But you know what? Not everybody is rich. Not everybody was in New York. But not everybody in New York is rich. Not everybody here is rich. Not everybody here has plenty. You know what? While Danny and I were in Boston, we have led in the inner city ministry. We have led with people, I mean, during the time of special contribution, they did not have money, just go, go to the bank, get it. No, 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 no. They have sacrificed. We've seen it. And I believe it's the same thing here in Harlem. It's not that you have money, let me just get it out of the bank and, 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 and give it. Well, there's no sacrifice behind it. No, I believe many of us, the majority of us, if it's not all of us, have sacrificed. Why? You reminded me of the church in Macedonia. A church that gave, that gave, that gave. Because first of all, they gave not only their money, because they gave their hearts first and foremost to God. I would encourage you to keep giving your heart first and foremost to God because there will be hardships, there will be difficulties, and giving is not about the amount of income. It's not about uh, uh, um, situations. It's not about uh, 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 good circumstances. There will be tough situations. There will be hardships where you feel like you cannot give because you don't have it. But when you give your heart first to God, nothing will stop you. And you have shown that kind of heart to God. You have shown that kind of heart to us. The scripture says, When you lend to the poor, when you give to the poor, when you give to those who cannot give you back, when you give to those where you don't expect much in return in terms of, of finances, but you know what the Bible says? You give to God. And God sees that. 
It doesn't stay there. It doesn't stop there. The scripture says, He will give you a return. In other words, when you give, you invest in God. When you give, you invest in God, and God accepts this investment. How does He respond to it? How does He respond? The scripture says, God will reward them for what they have done. God will reward you. God will reward them. It's not so much Haiti will reward you. Maybe Haiti may not even be grateful. Sometimes you give to people, you expect a, a, a heart of gratitude. Sometimes you give to people that don't even care. Sometimes you give to people that misuse what you gave them. But by God's grace and mercy, those churches have used your every penny to where it's supposed to go. But you know what? When you give to God, nothing stops you. The scripture says in Mark 10, 29 to 30, It says, surely I tell you, Jesus replied, no one who has, home, who has left home, brothers or sisters, mother or father, children or fields, for me and the gospel, will fail to receive a hundred times as much as in this present age, homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, and fields along with persecution and the end eternal life. You not only invest in God, but you also invest in the gospel. You also invest in Jesus. You know what? When you study the Bible with somebody, when you, when you teach somebody about Jesus, about the cross, about, about what is done for them, you invest in Jesus. You invest in the gospel. When you help change somebody else's lives and destiny, you invest in the gospel. You invest in Jesus. You are here because somebody has invested in you. And there will be many people in this room because you have decided to invest in those people as somebody else has done for you. I want to ask you this question. Do you know for sure that when you reach out to somebody, you invest in the gospel? When you reach out to somebody, you invest in, in, in Jesus' enterprise, in Jesus' company. 
Maybe we have forgotten that. I know for me, my family invested a lot in me. And your family has invested a lot in you. I have my brother here. He's like my uh, father. He's the, my first bike in Haiti way back when. He, 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 he taught me. He, he, my first, you know, when you were in Haiti way back when, you have short pants first. At a certain age, <laughs> you are allowed to wear long pants. And my first long pants was a gift from him. And, and he lives in, in, in Queens. You know, nothing could stop him to come and encourage his little brother. My older sister here, Monique, uh, um, she like a mother to me after high school, after grammar school. I went and lived with her, taught me everything, along with her husband. They're great support. They invested a lot in me. I hope that I did not disappoint them in being a minister. <laughs> I hope not. Because you know what? When you made an investment, you expect a return. Oh God, what kind of return I am giving to them? <laughs> but you know what? The return is not all the time in monetary form. Wilner Conley has invested in me. Studied the Bible with me. Taught me everything today. Obviously, through the years, we've had other men in our lives taught us a few things. But the foundation he has laid through the gospel, through Jesus, was solid by God's grace. I didn't know how to become a man of God. How do we have a great marriage? How do we even be married? When you invest in the gospel, you invest in teaching people's lives. The impact is, 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 you cannot measure it. The life, my kids' lives today. My grandkids, my great-grandkids, my great-great-great-grandkids, because somebody decided to invest in me. Do you stop investing in people? Do you stop studying by the Bible with people? Yes, we are in the mission field in Haiti, but you know what? You're not everybody gets to go to, to Haiti. Not everybody gets to go to, 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 to Africa. But you know what? You have your home right here. Harlem is your mission field. But my question, are you investing in the gospel? 
My second point. The impact of your investment. In Galatians 6 verse 9, it says, Let us not become weary in doing good. For the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. At the proper time, we will have an impact. At the proper time, we will have a return. But we must not give up. There is long-term, there is short-term investment. But let me tell you this. To be a Christian, you are in the long-term investment. And you may not see the return right away. The most difficult things in giving, the most difficult thing in investment, is time. And sometimes you are tired. Sometimes you, 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 you are overcome by situations, difficulties. You give, you give, you give, you give, and you get tired, you get fatigued. You say to yourselves, how much more can I give? Or how long can I keep giving? Those who are parents in this room, they can relate to that. The moms, the dads, the grandmas, the grandpas, the aunts, uncles, we all can relate to that. You look at your kids. You invested a lot. Sometimes you feel like, wow, when will they be able to take care of themselves? In other words, when will we have a good return? But you know what? You keep giving. You keep giving. You keep sacrificing. Because you know at the proper time, there will be a proper time. There will be a proper time. But my question, will you be there when the proper time comes? Will you get too tired? Will, will, you, will you lose faith? Faith in your kids, faith in your husbands, faith in your wife, faith in God. A lot of us have lost faith in God. We went and, and do things in our own. We went and got our own wives. We, we got our own husbands. We, 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 we got our own everything. We felt the approval of God because we cannot wait on God. Time. God is never too late. I mean, thinking about the sister who just got married, 25 years. So many men have gone after her, but they were not men of God. 
She wanted to get married. Don't get me wrong. That mostly, I'm not saying every, 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 every little girl's dream, but that mostly every little girl's dream. But will you compromise your faith? Will you go out there? And let me tell you this. Having been in the kingdom for 30 years, we've seen a lot of us lose our faith, lose our convictions, compromise the things we would not do years ago. Today, it's like we do it openly. I would encourage you to go back. God is never too late. And the thing though, when, 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 when you went out on your own, you do your own thing, you will pay for it. And many of us have paid a high price for going out in our own way. But you know what? It's not too late. You can come back again. <laughs> because God... It's a God of compassion. It's a God that when you read about in Luke 15, you saw the prodigal son. He took all his stuff. He went and 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 party and 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 left God. But God never left him. God is always there waiting for him. For those of you who have struggled, who have left God, if you are here this morning, I call on you, to God. He's waiting on you. He's waiting for you. How about you? Who do not have a relationship with God yet. I can't imagine my life. Sometimes we say, well, I can't imagine my life. But you know what? I can imagine my life. Because without God, I would have been a mess. I would have been a mess without any help. It's not like today we all are a mess, but with God's help. You know, that's why we have confession, we have repentance, we have the Holy Spirit to help us. Let me tell you this, without God, we have none of that. So therefore, those of you who are not disciples yet, I'm telling you, <laughs> have mercy, God, have mercy on you. Because in this world, you will have trouble. Whether you're with God or not, you will have trouble. The question, who is with you? God loves you. Whatever situation you're going through, He can help you. There is no situation He hasn't seen yet. Decide. He knows you, but you do not know Him yet. Decide to know Him. Decide to study the Word. Decide to become His disciples. Decide to follow Him. In other words, invest in God. Invest in God. Invest in God. And let me tell you this. 
you will not regret it at all. You will not. In Second Timothy 2, verse 2, it says, In the things you have heard me say, in the presence of many, of many witnesses and trust reliable people who would also be qualified to teach others. Paul invested in Timothy. Three generations later, you're talking about four generations from, from, from Paul and others. Four generations. You know what? It, Paul's investment has impacted not only Timothy, but the generations after Timothy. Your investment today has an impact. Has Paul's investment in Timothy? As I said earlier, Do you stop investing? Do you stop sharing your faith? Do you stop giving to people? Do you stop spending time? Yes, today is 27 years. It will be 28 years of marriage in December. But I remember when I first got married, Danny and I, we had issues. I just came from Haiti. And she was from the state. Oh, cultural differences. And we don't have them. Any, we don't have anything as such here. Oh, the men. The wife to be obedient to your, to, your, to your husband. We don't have anything like that here. Oh, it was two years. Has it not been for God? Has it not been for brothers invested in me? You would not know me today. You would not know my wife today. Well, today people say, wow, Leslie, wow, you have a great marriage. You do not know me two year, uh, um, 28 years ago. But it takes time. At the proper time, you will reach a harvest if you do not give up. You do not. Whatever you want, whatever you want in your relationship with your wife, with your kids, with, with, with your spouse, whatever you want, with your friends, whatever you want. I'm telling you, God is not done yet with you. Let me, you remember Peter? In Luke 22, the Bible says from verse 31, he says, you know what? Jesus said, Satan has what? As, 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 uh, 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 you. He wants to destroy you. But guess what? I prayed for you. I, I want to restore you. I want to strengthen you. When you get strengthened, 
Go strengthen others. Let me tell you this. If you are not doing right with God right now, if you are struggling right now, welcome. You are the kind of people that Jesus is looking for. He wants to to strengthen you so that you can invest in you so that you yourself can invest in other people. Your investment has impact, has huge impact, not only for you, for your kids, for your grandkids, for your great, 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 great grandkids. You will die, but you will continue to live. You will die, your impact lives on. But my question. Who's investing in you? Who are you investing in? Are you investing in Jesus? Are you investing in God? Are you investing in his gospel? Are you investing in a brother? Are you investing in a sister? Who are you investing in? Or are you just happy to come to church? And after church, see you later. In your week, the week goes by, I see you on Sunday. Oh, I see you. This is not investment. Having a great marriage, having great kids, having great brothers, these are great returns. But I will tell you this. Those are temporary returns. Those are earthly returns. They're great. They're awesome. I want them. I need them. But they're not heaven. They don't have the lasting impact. I can die and leave my wife. And she can die and leave me. But there is something that your investment ah, there's a greater impact. It's an heavenly impact. In John 14 verse 3 and Jesus said and if I go and prepare a place for you I will come back and take you to be with me that you will also be where I am. You are disciples of Jesus. You are invested in Jesus. You are invested in God. You are are invested in His gospel. Jesus is telling you, I will go and I will prepare a place for you. He's talking about heaven. He's talking about the place, the the residence of God. Would you not want to be where God is? Would you not want to be where our sister just went this past Tuesday? 
The problem is that a lot of us, we do not looking, we're not looking forward to heaven. We are so bogged down by so many things on this earth. So we do not have time to think about God. We do not have time to, 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 to focus on the things God is focusing on. We don't have time to invest in what God invests in. God wants you to be with him. And nothing will stop God. Not even your sin. Not even my sin. Not even all the sins of the world combined. Nothing will not, can, can stop Jesus. Nothing at all. He wants you to be with him. You know, the hardest thing for Jesus is not so much the beating. It's not so much the spitting. It's not so much, it's not so much, it's not so much that when he says, Father, Lama um, Sabashani, Father, why? Why do you forsake me? Why? The separation was the toughest for him. God was his, not only his father, his best friend. They did things together. They were inseparable. But you know what? God loved you so much that he had to let his son go in order for you to have access to where he's at. Do you know how much you are loved by God? Sometimes in our struggles, we forget God. And the enemy, Satan, the father of all lies, he will lose anything for you to lose focus on heaven. I want to remind you this morning, my brothers and sisters, invest in God. I want to remind you, those of my brothers and sisters who are struggling, come back again to God. I want to uh, call you those who are visiting, who do not, who have yet to have relationship with God. Come and check it out. Look at this word. They may be asking you to study the Bible. Study the Bible. It's, like a, it's not like, oh, I'll go to church. No, 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 no. There is more then going to church. There is more. We're talking about a relationship with God. Your investment has a return. Your investment has a great impact. Your investment even more has a heavenly impact. To God be the glory.